0: Hey friends, you're listening to Why This? A podcast where a couple of food scientists learn why people love the things they love. Today's topic, Amaro. Welcome to Why This, as always brought to you by DraftLab. DraftLab helps food and beverage producers improve the taste and quality of their products with best-in-class sensory software tools and training. Visit DraftLab.com to learn more or reach out to us on social media if you're interested in becoming a better taster. I'm your host, Lindsay Barr, with my co-host, Matt Conyer, and it was my turn to choose today's topic, and so I decided to choose a topic that I don't know a lot about, but I enjoy consuming these. And the topic is Amaro. I really like drinking Amaro, but it's just such a big world and I've really only scratched the surface. So I kind of wanted to learn more. Those that are passionate about Amaro seem to be very passionate about Amaro. So I wanted to kind of know why. So now I get to ask you, Matt, um, what do you you think about Amaro?
1: Well, first, I think it's a good topic because I think a lot of people are in the same boat as I am, which is you know, my experience is having it as an ingredient in cocktails. And the other part that kind of adds to the mystery of it is I always kind of see it um, use standalone at industry type events. So if bartenders are getting together or brewers or distillers, it seems like they're having it. But again, I, I don't know a lot about it individually.
0: Yeah. So hopefully we can learn more from our guest today. Um, our guest today, he is a lover of Amaro. I met him many years ago and it's a memory that sticks out in my brain Um, we got to taste through a bunch of beers that he was making but the flavor that really stuck out to me most was his passion project which was an amaro and he was kind of tinkering around with amaro beers his name is tim gormley and he is the director of visuals wine and co-owner of burial beer in Asheville, north carolina thanks for being here tim and I'm wondering if you could describe what is Amaro in you know, two sentences?
2: Yeah, sure. First of all, I just wanna say thank you so much for having me. It's a thrill and it's great to see you again uh, and chat with you. It's been a while. Um, I would say if I had to really summarize Amaro in a, in a short sentence, it would be a bittersweet liqueur. It's really that simple, spirit-based, botanical heavy, both both bitter and sweet.
0: I read a a tiny little bit about it and like I said, I really love it and I love the botanicals and I love the bitterness, Um, but it can be really polarizing. It seems like a lot of people are kind of put off by the bitterness or the really intense flavors. Um, So Tim, we asked you to synthesize down your top three reasons why people love Amaro. Um, So let's get into it. What's your first reason?
2: Well, I, I will say that I probably, as I was thinking about this, came up with 10 or so reasons that I could have mentioned here. So I tried my best to kind of distill those down. And so I think the first one I'll call a flavor, it's a flavor journey. Um, In a lot of ways, it's kind of like, I think of it as this Indiana Jones-esque like archeological quest. Um, I think that, that, that there's like, I think a lot of that comes from, there's this really beautiful like history of them. And the history is, I find to be wildly fascinating. So what would be
1: one of those quick uh, like anecdote or story of the history of it that kind of surprised you? I guess what's one little piece of it? The thing that
2: I have always probably found the mo- most fascinating was this concept of the aperitif for the digestif, which is really consuming something that inherently is bitter and, when you do that why why does it help you digest right so it really has this really long standing history that dates back to early humanity when humans started to evolve and understand into this way that when you consume something really bitter it chances are likely that it's poisonous our body tells us bitter is bad and also our stomach when you consume something bitter our stomach acids automatically start to get activated to essentially cleanse your body of this potential poison. And that's really why it becomes a digestive aid. Yeah, it's like a primitive thing when you're, right, when you're having yeah. it.
1: It's, it, it goes real deep to the roots. Right.
2: Exactly.
0: Thankfully, we, we learned that bitterness can be good because our lives are so enhanced by it. Just had my <laughs> morning cup of coffee and my life was enhanced by it. Uh, all right, Tim, so what's your second reason?
2: I kind of touched on it, in, in, and actually Matt touched on it a little bit when he was talking about his experience with Amara, and that's if you know, you know, but if you don't know, strap in because I'm about to blow your mind. <laughs> I just love the fact that generally speaking, this category is kind of under the radar, and so I just get a lot of joy in kind of like opening people's minds and hearts to this thing. Uh, and then, the, you know, if you know, you know, the kind of like bartender industry, they talk about the bartender's handshake, um, which, you know, Fernet Branca has often been known as the bartender's handshake.
0: Yeah, Matt and I were talking about the the, the bartender handshake. We were calling it uh... Like the secret code and we were like what is that there's this bartender secret code and i like to drink fernet, so i'll order fernet, and the bartender always kind of gives me a wink and a nod and <laughs> we like have this moment where it's like yeah you get it
1: <laughs> i love the idea too that especially since so much of your job is about experience making even outside of making beer and, and other stuff that you focus on that but but this being actually a tool that that you use is really Interesting, I've never thought about it that way, but it kind of links all of those, those little things together. What, what is the, the breadth of how far you can go in this space? Like what, what are kind of the edges?
2: Uh, you know, of course you have, you have your Fernet, um you have your Rabarbaro, you have your uh, like Alpine Amaro, you have your artichoke-based uh, Carciofo. Amaro. There, there are like these subcategories within there, but uh, yeah, they just they can wildly vary, which is really fun part of the discovery process. That's cool.
0: Wow, so much to learn. Um, all right, <laughs> let's keep learning. How about your your third reason?
2: Yeah, the the third reason was really one that I just felt like I would be remiss to not say, and it's just simple simple as cocktails, right? Like. You can get a cocktail that might have one or several amari in it, and um, it can truly be like a flavor experience that you you've never had, like completely unique. Um, and And I love that about it. It's it, it's such a wild like flavor ride all every time.
0: Yeah, it's it's like almost impossible to replicate, right? Because some of these. Amari have hundreds of herbs mm. and different botanicals in it. And there's a lot of secrecy that goes on, um, you know, in the manufacturing of these products. So it's it's a unique experience that you really can't replicate, um, which is kind of interesting when you're trying to create your own, if you don't know really anything about what's in it. And I can see in your background that you have some... <laughs> some experiments that you're working on. So how do you decide how you're going (laughs) to, yeah.
2: Whole shelf back there. Yeah, I've got so many tinctures going on as part of this kind of aperitif program I'm working on. Um, And yeah, I'm so glad that Lindsay, you touched on the secrecy piece because it's so hard to understand what these producers are doing uh what ratios they're using even what botanicals they're using you know it might be common that they list um three to ten of the botanicals of of the 50 some odd that that might be in there one of the most fascinating things about and it can be extremely frustrating to be honest as a as a producer of these things is like when you take that that many different botanicals and you combine them into one thing, it it transforms into something just wholly different and unique. It's just really exciting to be like, okay, I took this, 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 these. Five, let's just say five botanicals that I know quite well, what they taste like, and I put them all together in this unique ratio, and now it tastes nothing like any of them individually. I can barely even pick out any of them individually. It's just a new flavor that I've never had before. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it can be really frustrating because oftentimes I'm like, I have this distinct vision of what I want it to taste like, and it is never that. <laughs> so if, if
1: we were to sit down, me as, is a brand new person to this, what would be one of the first two things that you would give me? Like, what do you think is kind of a good
2: starter into trying these on their own? There's some that are a bit, I find to be a bit more approachable, like uh, Amaro Montenegro is perhaps, you know, my like go-to like, um, you know, dip your toe in the water uh, Amaro. And I think that the flavor profile of Montenegro to be very, very kind of pleasant. The bitterness is a bit subdued. They're, it's very kind of uh, f- f- both floral and like um, orangey and you know personally I I love Braulio brow- is probably my like number one uh, if I could only have one, I would pick Brauli. I'm not it's always hard to tell like how, well-known that one is um certain certain audiences maybe perhaps based off where you live know it better than others but um it's kind of your quintessential like alpine amaro so um botanicals coming from the alps basically um right by the swiss border of italy it's very kind of uh mentholated i guess you could say uh, more on the Kind of mint and uh, pine spruce side of things.
0: Yeah, that sounds really refreshing. It's nice. Yeah. It's like it's so Braleo is kind of like fernet, but less bitter. It has the menthol kind of components to it, but not as much bitterness. Is that a way of summing it up or distilling yeah. it down?
2: I, I would I would say you're you're not far off. I mean, generally the fernet category amongst Amaro. Is gonna be drier, and so the less sugar you have, the more the bitterness is pronounced.
0: I've definitely learned a lot. I'm gonna synthesize all this and probably go out and buy a bunch of amaro now. You've inspired me. Um, all right, Tim, thanks for coming on. Um, anything else to to add? Any like you know, extra tip or anything to to leave our listeners with?
2: Um, you know, I would just, you know, try, try to open your mind to this thing. If it's new to you, I would really do a little bit of research because I always feel like the more you understand about the how and the why, um, Mm -hmm. the more you will will appreciate it. And if you kind of got go into trying these things with the understanding that the history is really like, these things were early medicine, you know, like pharmacists. Mm -hmm. We're basically c- coming up with the formulas for these, um, and you know, I'm definitely not advocating that they're actually medicine now, <laughs> but like historically, historically, that's kind of where it started. Uh, yeah, just just have fun with it. It's just a really fun category.
1: Real quick, Tim, plug is there, where can where can people find you, or how do we let's let's plug you?
2: Gosh, there's so many places now. Uh, Social media, of course, is the best way I feel like to kind of keep connected on what we're doing. Uh, burial beer at burial beer um, is kind of the mothership for for us. Um, for me, I'm focusing on the wine side of our business. Um, so at drink visuals is the, the wine side, and that's that's my main kind of focus these days. Um, and then we are in the process of opening a new music venue right now, which we're all just on top, you know, over the moon about. And that's, um, eulogy, A-V-L at eulogy, A-V-L. Eulogy is the name of our, our
1: new venue. The concert venue alone seems like a reason to travel, to get there. That sounds really We
0: got to get to Asheville. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah please come, please come. All right. Thanks for being on Tim. This was a lot of fun.
2: Thanks so much for having me. It was awesome.
0: Why This is produced by the team at Draft Lab, where we help companies demystify consumer experiences through flavor analysis. To learn more, reach out through our website, and of course, like, subscribe, follow Tim, and follow us doing all of our things. See you around.